Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Learning As We're Living. I'm Sarah, and I have my mama friend, Brooke, back with us. Hey. And I had someone on my Instagram reach out to me about a topic she is struggling with. And so I wanted to bring that up today in today's podcast because, ironically, two days before she brought this up, my family member brought up the exact same issue. So I was like, it obviously is in the air and everyone is kind of needing refreshed and maybe some other mom's opinions on how their life has changed. So I'll read you what she wrote me. And she said, "Um, if you have ever experienced a change in your relationship after having a baby, social media makes everything seem like it's easy and nothing happens behind the doors behind your closed doors so what is your first thought on that Brooke that is so true that social media makes everything look way easier than it really is because I feel like for an example after our first anniversary after having our firstborn Waylon I posted a picture like you know doing our anniversary celebration different this year in reality like the night before I'm pretty sure we had a big argument And so that picture probably made it seem like, oh, they're doing, you know, not that we're doing great. That's just how relationships go sometimes. But that picture made it seem like, oh, they're celebrating their anniversary this year with their baby, you know, Mm -hmm. everything's great. But really, there's still struggles, even though. I think of one time I posted like a picture. This is like a petty one. And it wasn't even before, like after baby, but. It has to do with, like, the negativity negativity of social media, but it was, like, a picture of me and Cody at the ball drop, like, on New Year's Eve. It was, like, one, like I think one of our first years up here, and we didn't go to anyone's house. I literally watched it on the TV, and I woke Cody up five minutes before <laughs> the ball dropped <laughs> to take the picture, and I remember he was super pissed the whole time <laughs> and was – like bitching the whole time about having to wake up and take a picture and on social media I was like oh my god watching the ball drop like and we didn't we didn't watch the ball. I watched the ball drop uh-huh. and I'm sure we argued after that like why did you have to post the picture mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean that's just social media I feel like now I just try and remember that I don't want to share when I'm like, I don't want to share when I'm screaming or pissed or anxiety. Like, that's the least thing I want to, re- like, remember a year later when it pops back up. Like, oh, remember that time you were screaming? Yeah, we're not going to share the bad things. We want – I think I read something about one time, like, you – the way your life looks on social media can be so different from the reality – and you're obviously not going to post the negative stuff all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't enjoy going to social media and seeing somebody post constantly, like... Almost bitching yeah. about their life. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Complaining about every aspect of their life. However, I do like to follow people. Um, we both do. Brooke actually introduced me to this girl. Well, we call her Ponderosa and Flat because that's her Instagram handle. But her name is Lacey. And she will share the negative things like I guess she does it yeah in a positive way she's not like just ranting about something about her husband not doing the dishes I don't know it's not like that but she 
will put it in a joking way or she like brings attention to the issues that relationships do have and parents have Mm -hmm. and like makes it in a lighthearted way I think I think so too she has a way of using her sense of humor to make the situation better than it is obviously and more enjoyable for both of us to want to watch her like I watched her rub her son's back for nap time the other night and she waited till he fell asleep and then she turned her video on and it shows her scooting out of the room on her hardwood floors like sliding out the door trying not to wake him up and I was like that is mom life that is exactly what it's like and it was hilarious so we are like we definitely want to tell you guys go follow her because she Mm -hmm. I almost feel like she even if I'm having a bad day I feel like if I go watch her Instagram story it makes me laugh and it kind of brightens my day which is so much pressure on her because I don't I mean that's obviously not why she's doing it she's just having fun and recording it but she does she'll make me smile or like she'll do something goofy like that and Dances all the time. Yeah, and she just, like, makes the hard days, I feel like, easier. Because it's like, okay, like, she's struggling. She posted a few weeks ago about her anxiety and how hard it is, like, just to live with that anxiety all the time. And she, like, goes on into that. And I encourage you to go read or watch that or read that, whatever she posted about. And I I just – I liked that she put it out there and Mm -hmm. she, like, talked about it. Yeah, because so many people don't talk about it because you don't want that negativity. Yeah, you don't want people looking at you like, oh, she has a problem. Or scared that someone's going to judge you Mm -hmm. or whatnot. It's nice to be able to relate to somebody like that that Mm -hmm. is just open about it instead of just pretending it doesn't happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I I was telling Brooke this just before. Like when I'm looking for someone on social media or YouTube to follow and subscribe Mm -hmm. to, like I'm looking for the people that are – kind of being more real with their lives and not just posting every perfect moment, which looking back, I'm pretty sure that's what I do on social media a lot of the time. But um, the girl, like the families or the moms who kind of do share those days that are harder or that they maybe fought um, with their husband that morning or, Mm -hmm. oh, the kids haven't stopped screaming today, like something like that. I feel like those are the families that I like to surround myself with on social media to kind of put in perspective, like, reality, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do follow a bunch of ones that just have pretty news feeds or whatever, yeah. but I like to have the right. few that I know, like, okay, let's watch Ponderosa and Platt because she's going to be real with me today and tell me. Mm-hmm. What I like <laughs> about her – is that she, like, because I'm trying to be healthier, mm-hmm. she posted that if you leave fruit on your counter, that you're more likely, if you have healthy options right in front of you, that's what you're going to eat. And so I started putting blueberries out, started putting fruit out, and it has helped me a lot. So I like people that also try and help you out too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I also, we're, we have, like, little girl crushes on this lacy girl. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Our husbands make fun of us because – she commented back on one of my comments, and she wrote back Brooke in a DM, and we were texting back and forth, like, oh, my god, We're fangirls. Yes, we are. <laughs> but um, she'll just – Yeah, she, she does have a cute feed, too, but she's also honest with you. Uh-huh. And she will pick up her phone and start doing her 
Instagram stories with no makeup on, yeah. hair a mess. And I always want to do an Instagram story, but I'm like, oh, I don't have any makeup on. My hair isn't brushed. It looks like a lion mane. I'm not going to do it. And I, I just wish I had her confidence, I guess. I know. She literally had a yard sale like a couple weekends ago. And me and Sarah were like, do you want to drive to Oregon for this yard sale? <laughs> so my, one advice I want to say like in the beginning is go find – because social media does make you look at like everyone's life's perfect, I'd say keep in mind that they're not sharing the bad stuff because they don't want to remember the bad stuff as well. But everyone is having a hard time. And I know it's hard to think of that when you are crying with your newborn or whatnot or your three-year-old or whatever you have and – you're there crying and you're screaming at them or whatever's going on. And then you're strolling through your newsfeed and everyone's smiling on the beach. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With mm-hmm. their brand new handbag and their hair perfectly done. They're tan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tan, size two. You know, yeah. I'm always, that's always my, I'm jealous of. But you have to remember that. They have hard times too. And yes. It's not always easy. Yeah. And kind of a weird thought, too, is, like, if – I almost wonder if I would follow them if they didn't post that kind of stuff. hmm You know? Like, if they didn't have a perfectly – perfect Instagram feed, mm-hmm. perfect like, pictures. Yeah. yeah, their eye-catching pictures they post that are mm-hmm. bright. And, and that's just something I've learned trying to make a name for myself on social media is that you kind of have to have those eye-catching pictures, those bright and airy mm-hmm. pictures – I don't know. And so I guess that's how I see it from like the business side of it or the trying to make it big in Instagram because <laughs> like that's what you need to post. But I just try and remember like they're also having bad days. And I, I also encourage finding like other mothers around where you're at because I think that would help. It's huge. It has helped me so much since Sarah and I started working together mm-hmm. two years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because you had just gotten pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it has been such a blessing to have somebody you can talk to and be real with. And we are completely opposite, too, with so many things that we Mm -hmm. do. We do. And, like, it's funny because she'll tell me her opinion, and I'll be like, oh, I'm the exact opposite. And, like, it doesn't deter us, like, or was that the word? Like, put us apart in any way. It's like, okay, like, I think it opens my mind. Okay, like, Brooke does it this way. I do it this way. Like, Like we were literally just looking at jewelry. Yeah, jewelry and every piece of jewelry. And Sarah's like, really? Really? I I don't like like that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or she, this is, I'm going to just throw myself out there and say this one. Like, she likes to follow girls smaller than her because it encourages her to want to lose weight. And I almost don't like following someone who's maybe a size two because I look bad on myself. So it's like we think totally different in that way. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of fun to have someone else. To feed off of each other and like, like if I follow somebody, not say you know I don't do my hair and makeup almost every day. I usually don't, but if I see somebody that is put together, she looks like she's having like a good day. She's doing something fun. I'm like, I need to put myself together. But then I think you know, there's plenty of days where I don't. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a whole difference of opinion, I guess. And I would see the person as like. I don't. I guess I don't even know how to word it, but like I would just think, oh my gosh, she she's perfect. She always puts herself together. Mm-hmm. I'm an awful person, not an awful person, but almost maybe what my friend was talking about was saying like everyone looks so perfect on social media. 
And I think that's how I would look at that person who always has their makeup done and stuff because I'd be like, oh, I haven't washed my hair for four days now. And (laughs) here this girl is looking cute with her newborn next day or whatever. And so I guess it just depends on how you see social media Mm -hmm. and the people you follow. But, yes, get some mom support around your area. Um, There's always, at least in our small town, like, mom groups i feel like or on facebook maybe you can look for those i don't know if they're in bigger cities too i just know we have a tight community so everyone's always adding me in those mm-hmm. um it is super helpful and i think it's a great idea to have a different uh how do i say this a different variety of like friends i have military mom friends i have moms that are artists i have moms that do podcasts mm-hmm. and I have moms that do so many different things and I think it's so great to have multiple. Yeah. Working moms, stay at home moms. Like mm-hmm. I think it's so great to just have an open mind and be able to talk to anybody. Cause everyone's going to have a totally different opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is always hard too, but I mean, and it's also you, I feel like you just have to go in with an open mind too. Like mm-hmm. I think that was a big one. Um, what was my next, I was going to say, just follow the real moms on Instagram mm-hmm. or just find women who kind of lift you up on Instagram. Yeah. Whatever you like, like you're going to follow somebody different than I'm going to follow. Yeah, exactly. Them. Follow whoever you think is going to bring you happiness. Maybe go delete all those people on Instagram that you think don't ever share what is bringing you joy, I guess. Mm-hmm. In Marie Kondo's, if it doesn't bring you joy, yeah, throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> Go delete your Instagram uh, feed. Is this part of yes. No, get rid of them. So I had to though, like honestly, mm-hmm. and some of the people that I am so close with, it's so mm-hmm. weird to say on Facebook. Like if they're constantly posting like things that are not making my making me have a better outlook on life, I mm-hmm. have to unfollow them. I cannot watch like. People just constantly nagging on their spouse or, I mean, if it's like a funny joke, that's one thing. But if people constantly like just complaining all the time about how stressful their life is, well, you know what? You have to do something for yourself to make your life better. And in real life too with that, like friends or family. If you have a friend, I think I've talked about this in, in a past podcast, but like if you have a friend that's always negative or tearing down their spouse, I almost have to, like, delete them from my life because – and it's hard. Sometimes they're family and friends, and if they're, like, really close friends or really close family, like, sometimes you just have to distance yourself enough Mm -hmm. without being – it obviously causing an issue, but just remember, like, okay, maybe I won't go spend every weekend with that person who always makes me in a bad mood. Yeah, exactly. It's okay to say no and just not hang out for a little while until – I definitely believe, and I don't know if this, and this will be interesting to see if you feel the same way, but I feel like to have, you need to have like your, your girlfriends, like your close friends that you maybe have to vent about your spouse or vent about your kids with, you know, and just have that one or two girls or guys, if whatever your, your person is that you go to talk to, but I don't feel like you should go to the person at the grocery store and go vent about your husband that day if you don't really yeah. know them or because a list what does it say a listening ear is also a 
talking mess, something like that. Uh-huh. Like you have to be able to trust somebody that you talk to. I think you can't just go to the grocery store bawling and talk to the cashier about your problems. Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, maybe you can. even I've had like a, I wouldn't say a close friend what we're our friends, but we're not so close that I felt like she should have opened up about how awful air quotes her husband was and always in my opinion is always tearing him down and I'm like there has to be good qualities of him but she only shares the awful with me and she'll share it with whoever's in the room with her too Mm. and so I just I don't know I definitely think find your find a person that you can be close with which is hard here's an example I have is I was struggling a few months ago and I like literally showed up at Sarah's house crying and I just needed somebody to talk to and I needed somebody that was going to be supportive. I knew there was people I couldn't talk to about it because there's just times when I feel like you have to have somebody say, you know, this is worth it. You need to work harder at it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you did. You told me you need to work harder at this. You need to do this. Like you guys will figure this out. And it was just a phase. We got through it. It was nothing big, but you can't have somebody like, say, you know, me and my husband got in an argument, and they're like, oh, you know what? Screw him. Yeah, leave him. Yeah, because obviously my husband's a good person, so and so am I, so it's worth working on. It's not just, okay, we'll be done. You mm-hmm. know, you have to have people that are supportive in your life. Yes. <clears throat> and that's a good one where you were saying, like, you have moms and different – moms or wives. Like, you, they don't have to be married or have kids, but mm-hmm. have that person who's supportive in relationships, maybe if someone who has a serious boyfriend or girlfriend. But – um have them in like five categories I don't know whatever like you said like your podcasting friend or your artsy mom or whatever your mom or friend is in there and then you kind of (laughs) like sounds weird but like in that situation you kind of looked at all your friends and thought who do I want to go like who do I need to go to for myself you know absolutely you I needed to talk to you I know I did it's, well, thanks. You're <laughs> I feel like I never know what to say. Well, you, did, you just listened, honestly, and I was just complaining. But I will also say I had not slept in two weeks. My kids had been sick. So I was sleep deprived. I was so exhausted. I couldn't get any sleep. I had a migraine, like all these things. And then I just showed up and Sarah was like, you're okay. It's going to be all right. And that was. I was like, go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go home and go to sleep. Eat good food for yourself. Quit eating like crap. Like. You know, I just, oh, I just needed somebody to talk to that day. I feel like everybody needs somebody. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very hard. Like I was talking to another girl who has lived in several states and has traveled. And I cannot imagine moving and not having that mom tribe that those people. And she didn't. And she may now, but I know like moving here, she didn't know anybody. Oh, yeah. And I cannot imagine having, because I've lived here almost my whole life. So having to reach out and talk to people Mm -hmm. for me would be terrifying because in high school I was very outgoing I could talk to anybody now I'm like and Brooke's related to every other person (laughs) in town I am yeah but now I'm just like oh my gosh if I had to go and start completely over yes like walk into grandma and talk to people Mm -hmm. that I didn't know I would be terrified because I'm always thinking what does that person think about me they probably thought my hair was ugly or something oh whatever (laughs) yeah that's a good point I just feel like it would be really hard to not have people that I'm close to. And I give serious props to people that have moved all the time because Mm -hmm. then you just have to really open yourself up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that could be really hard. Um, I have a family member who has a baby a year 
a year younger, or sorry, a month younger than Lucy. So she's closer to Watson's age. But, um, and I don't even know if she listens to my podcast or not, but I'll send this one to her. But um, she, in my opinion, doesn't have like that super close mom tribe or mom friend. I think she does have one friend. She's also really young. I think she's just turned 21 and um, she just doesn't have that support system I have with mom friends. Like she'll come to me with an issue and I'll be like, yeah, so actually, and it's funny because a lot of the time she'll come to me and it'll be something either you and me talked about or some other mom I have um, friends have talked about. And I'm like, oh, me and my friends were just talking about this. And she's like, you always have like all these answers. I feel like that's what she always says. And I'm like, I don't though. I just have so many moms around me and I've surrounded myself with so many moms so that I could learn from everyone. And I think that's the one thing that me and Cody really strived to do before we even had kids was we really watched a lot of the families that already had kids before we did. That's such a good idea. And we like learned from them. We said, okay, we're going to like, obviously, and this is annoying, especially once you're after a mom, we always get annoyed with people who do this pre-parenthood oh, Lord. but I was the same way I know I did I was like oh my kid's never gonna have boogers running down his nose <laughs> yeah, you said that yesterday. <laughs> yeah but I mean in reality you're going to like it's just a toddler like being in the grocery store being pregnant with Waylon my first child and being like chance my husband do you hear that screaming child? That will never be our kid. <laughs> right. That is our kid almost every time we go into the grocery store because I won't buy him candy. And the sad thing is like, I think that just is like a phase in life when you're pre-baby, you're always going to say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then post-baby, you're like, oh, well, I was stupid back then. That's but <laughs> yeah, right. But one thing we did do is like parenting styles. Like we watched so many people be like, okay, this is how they raise their child. This is how they're... And I feel like that was a really good healthy step for us pre-child to just know how we wanted to go about that and so if I don't if any of you guys are listening who aren't parents yet or maybe soon want to be I would advise that is just to like watch and yeah yeah and discuss it with your parents we would do that constantly if we would go out with a bunch of people and we'd see oh my god I love that those parents did it this way Mm -hmm. let's remember that and this was even, like, way before we were even wanting to have kids. Like, we just were doing that. Something I, like, I think also when I was pregnant with Waylon, I remember telling my husband, we are going to have date nights every Friday night after Waylon's born because we need time for us, which is so true. But literally, after Waylon was born, we had to literally plan days to have sex. <laughs> I swear, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays, okay, this is when we have to do it. We have to make time for ourselves. And did that happen? Probably not, but... <laughs> and let's be honest, was it every Tuesday and Thursday? No. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, you get so tired. Waylon was so colicky. It was like, if you could catch a little bit of sleep, do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I always... um, I was having this conversation with someone else who was in a serious relationship that I worked with. And then a young girl who's just 18, like, about to move off with her boyfriend or something. And... um. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be way different once you ever, like, actually move in with him. Um, when you guys are actually living together, everything's going to be different. And she's like, oh, no, we're always going to be doing it all the time, whatever. And I was like, okay, like, if you think so, I'm like, honestly, sometimes a week goes by, honestly, two weeks, and you don't even 
I want to say the most has been like three or four. And yeah. It's crazy, but. You don't even happen. think about it, honestly. No. Like, and it was funny because the other girl who's been in a serious relationship, she was like, I don't even think that's a bad thing, Sarah. And I was like, but you would, it's almost scary to say it out loud or on the internet to be like, yeah, sometimes it's three or four weeks. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. Then motherhood hits and yeah, that's definitely more of a thing, but you just get so caught up, especially when you're seeing the person every day or mm-hmm. unfortunately Brooke doesn't see her husband all the time. He works out of state actually. And so he's gone for half the month, but even if he, when he is home, I mean, mm-hmm. time just gets past you sometimes. It does. Yeah. And it's not a negative thing. I think. I don't think so. And I There's think that young girl was just like, that's awful. Like, you guys don't have this connection. But as you get, you live together, as you get seriouser in your relationship, then marriage comes and kids come. And even in, anywhere in between those stages of life, like, your relationship isn't only sex, I think. Yeah, it gets. And at 16, you don't think that. Or 18, you don't think that. You think that's all it is, really. <laughs> Yeah, it's really physical. And then things happen. Like, I would much, well, I shouldn't say much rather this happen, but I would love a back rub. You know, there are other things to show the person that you're with that you love them. And I know Cody would just love to, like, sit and relax after work and not have to stress about, I mean, not that it's stressful, but, like, you know, and not have to, like, okay, like, let's. Better go get in the shower. Yeah, I I don't know. It makes it sound so negative, but. No. Yeah, like his idea of relaxing is just like okay let's just like chill and throw on our favorite show or something yeah we started a new show on netflix the other day that i totally i was like because chance and i watch completely different shows on netflix like we don't like the same shows most of the time so i was like i'm gonna put this on and see what he thinks mm-hmm. and he thought it was hilarious and i'm like oh good we have something that we can both laugh at mm-hmm. and it's not like i felt like we got to spend time together we would look at each other and laugh when something funny would happen so there was like that time we got to spend together mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to always be that way. I just bought, which I already know is like a super popular book that so many people in relationships read, but I just bought the five love languages and I'm super excited to really get into a reading it. I actually like, was like, Cody, you want to read it with you? He was like, no. I was like, <laughs> what if I read it to you? Cause I, I think mm-hmm. I heard so it's many important. couples that read book read that book together which I'm jealous because my husband would never read it with me (laughs) husband and wife book club he would never do that but well you might just quiz him because there's a part in that book I read that book when I was like in actually it was before we got married and I um mine my love language is giving like or I'm sorry gifts you like receiving uh, no I like giving. giving gifts I yeah well I don't know if that Maybe I'm mixing that up. Maybe you need Mine to reread is, it. Uh, yeah, I know I need to. What is it? Quality time. That mm-hmm. was one of them. And then Eli. and then I'm only on chapter two, so I okay. don't can't relate okay. like what I am yet. But and then chances was acts of service. Cody thinks that's what his will be because I was kind of like trying to list them to him. Yeah, because if he sees that I have like done his laundry, folded his socks, done blah 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 blah, he's gonna think, oh my gosh, this is her showing. Oh wait, he I think he said words of affirmation. Isn't oh, that okay. one? See, I don't know how many you can have because I honestly think I have. Three. I'm one of everything. I, I am words of affirmation. I am gifts or giving. I don't know what that one was. And then quality time. I don't know if you can have three, though. 
Why not? (laughs) Is there a rule? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because if Chance is like, you know what? Thank you so much. You're such a good wife. If he was to say that to me, I could live off of that for like three months. Like, dang, I'm doing a great job. Yeah. But then, I don't know. Maybe you guys should reread it. Because I'm really hoping that reading it will really bring out a more positive relationship within us. Like, because I'm going to know, okay, he likes the words I need to be better about do- being kinder in my words. Or mm-hmm. he likes when I do do the dishes, so I need to make sure I'm doing that. Yeah. Or. I read something about that. Like, love your spouse in their love language, yes. not in yours. So I don't need to give Chance gifts. When I give him gifts, he's like, oh, thanks. It's not that big of a deal to him. When he gives me a gift, I'm like, he really, really thought, thought of me. me. I know I'm a but, gift one. I yeah. know I am. Okay, we almost had a little scare, and I thought our whole podcast was just deleted on us, but we're we're okay. So we were talking about the five love languages. I I'm gonna suggest going to get the book. I haven't even finished it, but I mean, I have never heard a bad thing about this book, and I think it's always benefiting so many relationships. You don't have to be married. I think just if you're in a relationship with anyone, I think it's a good book to read. Or also. Maybe even before, because then you know about yourself. You know yeah, even- you'll know yourself. Yeah. Yeah, even if you're single, read this book. And I think he has multiple mm-hmm. versions, I believe. Yeah, he shares some other ones. Like, but- my book had a workbook in it. Oh. Like mine was just a cheap one. I literally got it at Hobby Lobby. Perfect. <laughs> and was just, I saw it, and I was like, I've been dying to get that book. I have to go grab it. But um, it's by Gary Chapman. I think it is Christian-based, but... I mean, I think anyone, even if you aren't religious, I believe you should read it. Because it's, it's talking about your relationships with your significant other. Yeah, he does have a, other, cute, a couple other. Are they all like the five love, love languages in different versions? Oh, the five love languages of children. Oh, you need this one. I do. I mean, I would do eventually, but I like. I need it. That would be so good for Waylon. There's one called One More Try, What to Do When Your Marriage is Falling Apart. When Sorry Isn't Enough, Making Things Right with Those You Love. Oh, my gosh. These are so... I know. These are good. Anger, Taming a Powerful Emotion. I that. 52 Uncommon Dates. Oh, that'd be kind of a fun one. That would be fun. We... Here's just... We bought a date jar... That had a bunch of random ideas, and it was fun. Like, one was redecorate redecorate your bedroom. Oh, I'd love that one. One was... (laughs) Go to... (laughs) Yeah, which we are currently doing, so it's kind of fun, but there's, like, so many things you can do to spice it up. Yeah. Growing up social, raising relational kids in a screen-driven world. Dude, I need that one. That'd be fun to read. Um, What were you saying about Ponderosa and Plaid? What was she saying about herself having to put her phone away okay yeah she said that she knows that her anxiety is triggered triggered when she has spent too much time on social media I struggle with that big time so I am like super socially awkward now which I don't know why but (laughs) when I walk into a store and there's a lot of people or I feel like I'm being judged by anyone the first thing I do is look at my phone oh yeah because I feel like when you're on social media say I post a picture of well, I don't usually post pictures of myself that often, but if I post a picture and I get positive feedback, I have read this somewhere else too. 
you instantly feel better. By somebody mm-hmm. liking your photo, you're going to feel better. If you yeah. post a picture and nobody likes it, how does it make you feel? Yeah, that doesn't make you feel good yeah. at all. So anytime I'm looking for something positive, it's like, oh, let's see what it, you like what I've got back on this. And mm-hmm. somebody says something nice and then you feel better. Yeah. But that's what social media does for you. It's like only, you know, why couldn't you do that in person? Yes. I don't know. I know it's hard. Social media has the pros and the cons. Yeah, to it does. Them both. It does. Um, I had a point I was going to say after that, and I can't remember. She's also posted about this app that she has for anxiety that calms her. I think it's about meditation. She also talks about how she does calligraphy. Yes, that, that calms her. Yeah. Or which I've seen the adult coloring books. I have a couple. Yes. I forget to pull them there's out every some once in a while. Yeah, like there's so. You should just look up something to help you when you are feeling anxiety, which I feel like is a huge thing for any new mom. I don't care if you don't believe you went through postpartum depression or you did, which we already talked about on a previous podcast, but I believe almost every mom has to go through anxiety because I can't imagine not. I didn't realize what my issue was. I didn't, You might not realize it's anxiety at first. I didn't know. I've always had it. I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have always... I'm like, oh, that explains so much now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize for a long time, like, even junior high, high school, like, I think it really started in junior high. And I never knew what my deal was. I was Mm -hmm. always worked up. I was always on edge. Like, I was. Yeah. And I just had to find things that made me feel better, which for me is working out. Which is a silly thing. Yes. And, like, even um, Lacey talks about that with her Mm -hmm. post this morning was talking about how she needs to reset her body because she's feeling um, inflammation and um, her acne. And then it's just like making her anxious and all that stuff. So she talks about that. I, I mean, we obviously have these girl crushes, but you really need to go find her because I feel like we can relate so much to what she's sharing. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing for me. And I think I talked about it on a previous podcast, maybe in the beginning of the year, is like I have to go on Pinterest and almost like read like I'll read quotes if I'm like feeling down. Like I go read quotes and I don't know, they make me feel better. And that's just my thing that I do. So for instance, like and I'll read something and be like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. I'm also probably kind of a hypochondriac, but it's my door wreath. It always <laughs> is knocking. Um but like for instance, I posted the post on Facebook about being what was the words that used? Um burnt out out. and then when I I wouldn't have ever considered myself burnt out until I read the whatever eight checks or like eight things it said and then I was like check 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 and I was like oh my gosh I am burnt out but I never would have put that word in my mind like Mm -hmm. when you posted that I read it and I said oh my gosh I'm on the exact same page as her yeah immediately like you're exhausted. I don't remember. I don't remember was, any of them. I don't even remember. It was like exhausted. You push snooze. I don't know. Oh, yeah. If you follow me on Facebook, go back. I shared it a few days ago, I believe. Um, or reach out to me and I'll find it and I can send it to you because I mean, it would just really hit home. And I was like, oh my God, I would have never thought I was burnt out. But like, those are things like with anxiety or I have to read almost those bullet points and I'm like, check, check, check. Not getting enough sleep is one of them. And yeah. That was big for me. Because I have never struggled with insomnia, and I feel like I am now, mm-hmm. and it is so hard, and I don't know how you get through it. <laughs> I don't know. I've just had it forever. It is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, and, like, for me, I was thinking, like, it's not something that I feel like 
because I know I'm a hypochondriac to nature, like, you could be like, my leg's hurting, and I'm like, oh, you know, mine's starting to hurt, too. Like, I'm just a weird person like that. And I keep it to myself because I know how bad of a hypochondriac I am. But with this certain thing, it was kind of like no sleep. Um, I hit snooze a lot, and it was more of just things I'm like, I do do that. Huh? Spending too much time on social media. Was it? Screen time. Maybe. I think. Let me find it real quick. Yeah, because it was good. And right when you sent it to me, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Because I started at the beginning of the summer. One of my cousins helped me with this, and it was awesome. She's really great about personal development and positivity. And she told me I need to start reading Rachel Hollis. So Mm -hmm. I bought her book. Um, girl, stop apologizing because that is literally what I do. If somebody runs into me at the grocery store, I tell them I'm oh, sorry. Yes. Somebody, I would say I should be from Canada phone. because they say sorry. Like they're known for saying <laughs> yeah. sorry a lot, and I, I always yeah. say sorry. Anytime somebody does something to me, I apologize. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I need to read her book, Stop Apologizing, which is what I need to do. So she talks about how to change your life in a positive way, you need to have a morning routine. So I started setting my alarm earlier to wake up before my kids. So I get That's a big one. I have to do. Yeah. You sit down and write 10 things that you're grateful for. And it's not like. Do you do this every day? I used to. Oh. See, this is why I'm burnt out because I haven't been doing my yeah. morning routine. You and I, well, we've all been sick, so we haven't been sleeping great. But <clears throat> you sit down every morning and you write down 10 things that you're grateful for. And it's not like friends, family, my house. Yeah, of course. Like it's, real things. Yes. Like I am grateful for. See, this is how long I've done it. I am grateful for, um, I can't even think right now. I'm trying to think of an example. I don't even know. Um, Improving my health or I'm grateful for. I'm grateful I'm still going, what, 13 days coffee free? Yes, there you go. That would be be one. I'm grateful that I'm still making myself walk in the evenings because it makes me feel better. Yeah. Things like that. And so when you have a grateful mind, what she says is you don't have time to think about being stressed. You can't be grateful and be stressed at the same time. That's a good so if you one. Constantly God, rewire I'm just your buy mind. This book. You need. To, I'll give it to you. You constantly pick. rewire your mind to say, "I'm grateful that I have a car. Not that my tire is flat, but I'm grateful that I have a car mm-hmm. and the tire can be fixed. Yeah, and I will still have transportation. That's a good it's one. like you always have to find silver lining in mm-hmm. every situation. And so I've really tried to do that. I need to get back to it because I notice a complete change in myself when I do it. You know, what's Eat funny is that fuel sometimes body. I wanted to tell you, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to like tell her this because I felt like it was bragging that I have the ability to wake up before Lucy does just because Lucy does sleep in. But I always wanted to tell you, like, you should try and wake up before the boys, even though it's so hard. But because mm-hmm. I love my like hour before she wakes up because I need to. I want to get better about like making some tea and then coming out and reading my book, Five Love Languages. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just so I have that moment by myself mm-hmm. to like take it in, or during nap time, like I do love that. Alone time, I need alone time. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Until and I so. noticed the days that like I wake up to her screaming in the monitor mm-hmm. that I'm like frustrated, and I'm just like have less patience, which I already have no patience anyways. Mm-hmm. But like I just wake up with zero, and so. I really want to get that book too because I want to read that one. I stay up late on social media the night before and don't sleep good because you're not supposed to look at a screen right before bedtime. I'm so bad about this. Me too. One thing I was thinking – oh, so sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. If I just force myself to go to bed earlier, I could set my alarm for 645, get up, have an hour, 
and then the boys will wake up and I'll be in a good mood. I won't be frustrated immediate or immediately when Waylon shows his cup in my face for a glass yeah. of milk in the morning. Like I'll just be ready to go. Um, one thing I was thinking of earlier when we were talking just before we started the podcast about Lacey and her anxiety with her phone is she some days, which I just, mm-hmm. I love this and I, I'm curious to how well she sticks to it. I mean, she doesn't post on Instagram, but she'll say like, I think it was a couple Sundays ago. She said, I am not going to be on social media today, which is like where she makes her income. She is a mm-hmm. social media influencer. Like that's where she gets her income. I don't know how much she gets. She might not get very much, but that's where she gets all her stuff. And she just like put her, didn't post anything for the whole Sunday. And I really admired that. And I, I want to make that a goal. I feel like to choose a day. Sundays would be a good one because that's actually a day me and Cody both kind of are to, are the one day we're always together. But do you find it easier to not be on your phone? Well, like if I'm busy, obviously it's easier to yeah. not be on your phone, but like the first three days my husband is home, I could give, I could not care less about my phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is. I don't know why that I, I think it's just because I'm so happy to see him. I don't even care if my phone is left at home. If we mm-hmm. go somewhere, I, I don't even care. But it's hard, it's much easier for me when he's gone. And I don't know if it's because I feel lonely for just a minute or Probably, something. Probably, yeah. I Like I feel like yeah. at home, um, like I know that's why I jump to YouTube and I watch so so many vloggers like I think it's pretty probably unhealthy how many people I watch on YouTube but I think it's because it's like I'm home by myself all the time so I'm always posting I don't know or I'm I'm not posting I'm always watching these people's lives I don't know yeah like Dr. Pickle Popper or what no no, no. I watch like family vloggers like literally people who vloggers I'm just thinking yeah YouTube videos yeah I'm not YouTube that's like I used to not be I used to not be (laughs) And, like, the funny thing is, like, if I was to sit here and show you these YouTubers, like, I wouldn't know how to catch your attention. But, like, I watch them for so many weird things. But, like, like I'll watch them how they raise their kids or how they're doing this. But I watch so many of them. And I, I wonder if it's, like, the same with, like, social media. Like, I'm on there because I'm lonely. I don't know. Sarah also told me to start watching the Dashleys. hmm And I am – they inspire me how they raise their children. Yeah. hmm They do – the way she was talking about how, I think, I don't know her son's name, but when... George, he, yeah. George. He was, like, having a meltdown or something like that. And she said that she gives him a minute and says, if you need anything, I'll be right here. She doesn't tell him, no, you need to stop acting like this. This is not okay. She says, if you need a minute, I'm right here. Let me know if you need a hug. Like, she's always there for him. And I'm like, I need to be listening to them more because mm-hmm. they have great tips. Yeah. Great ideas. And see, those are, and that's why I follow, like, the real people, like, the people mm-hmm. that are sharing stuff mm-hmm. like that, because I want to learn. I mean, I do notice I follow people with a lot more um, friends, or kids, or, like, you have two kids. Like, I'm really close to you have two kids, and an older child, and then, like, just, and I think this is just because I was so late to have kids in our area, I guess. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, no, you're not, but yeah. You know, in like our in our area, area yeah. I am because everyone around me is already on baby two or three and they're both their kids are older than mine or something like that, you know, with the people I'm around. And so I feel like I'm always learning from those people. There's like one YouTube family that I'm thinking of and she and her husband are like mid thirties. Their youngest kid is like maybe three, I believe. And they have like four kids. Their oldest one's like eight. But I just love watching how they deal with bullying at school or how they 
deal with this or that. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, that's what I want. Like I said, that's what I've been doing even before we had kids. It's like I'm watching other families. Those are great tools to have because you're going to have to deal with that one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just one advice. And I I don't even know if we're answering that girl's question that she asked us to talk about. <laughs> I feel like we kind of went more on the social media side to it. Um, so I want to stop with that and say, did you – with her question, did you – Experience a change in your relationship? Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. After having a baby, yes. Did you? I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'd be bragging if I said no, but I don't feel like it. I also think a big, and I'm not just saying this too, because all babies are so different. Yes. I was running on zero sleep with Waylon. We mm-hmm. were, I tried to breastfeed. That didn't work. We were trying different formulas. His stomach was upset. We had this, this, and this. He was getting ear infections constantly. It was really hard. And so with Lucy, she is, and I'm not saying she never has her fussy days. Yeah, she is easy. Like Yes. But honestly, I think it has to do a lot with, I can't run on zero sleep. My husband can sleep for three hours and he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I can't do that. I, like, become a monster. Yeah. No, definitely. (laughs) And he will agree with that. Also, I think a big part is if you have – and I don't know if you did or not, but having a spouse that is helpful. Oh, yeah. He was so helpful. He was gone. Was he he working away then? Yeah, he was. um, He was gone four nights a week, I think. And at the beginning, he would drive back and forth. His commute was an hour and a half every day. Crazy. There. And I my friend that wrote me, she's about a two-hour drive every day. See, and I feel like that would be so hard. I can't so even relate. Hard. Yeah. That would be so hard. That's why she loves our podcast because she says she can listen on her way home That's good, or go to though. work or from I mean, work. Yeah. I cannot imagine having a commute. I think I'm really blessed. We're blessed that we live where we do. Mm-hmm. It is hard to have chance away sometimes, but also – when he's home for three weeks straight, those are like the, that's the time of our life. We have so much fun together. We get to go do activities and some people don't agree with the way we live, but you know, I mean, just, if it works for you, that's what we do. Yeah. It's, I'd say I'm envious and not envious at the same time, because like you just said, mm-hmm. you almost have that world run world win honeymoon phase for three weeks, but then it is struggling for three weeks too. Mm-hmm. It is. So that part I can't relate with. Like I could not imagine not having Cody here all the time. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like then you get those three weeks where it's like almost like this whole new world, which is kind of exciting. I'm so excited when yeah, I didn't yeah. ready to come home. Like my husband surprised me, came home early this time. And I would literally, when he shut up, I literally wanted to cry because we were getting ready to go on this family trip. Well, not a trip. It was just to the river. So it was like 30 minutes from our house. And I was dreading going with both the boys by myself because, first of all, the river terrifies me that Waylon is going to walk out too far. I'm not going to see him for a second. And he had a life jacket on. so. But I was, like, so nervous. Mm-hmm. And then Chant shut up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we get to go as a family. family. Yes. And it was such a relief because we had the best time ever. I know for me, I always need Cody <sighs> when I'm around my family. I, like, need yeah. his support. Yes. And that's why I chose him. Like, I wanted. Exactly. You need yeah. somebody that's going to be your rock. Yes, exactly. He's just like, it's okay. It's going to be all right. And, and so my family right. member who doesn't, at least, I mean, I've also never met her 
significant other or anything, but from our conversations, I feel like she doesn't have that support and she already doesn't have the mama support and then she doesn't have the spouse support or that relationship support. They're not they're just, do you call a spouse even if you're like dating? I don't. I think spouse means marriage. Is it? I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Her relate her her guy, he from what she has expressed to me, and obviously she's venting to me on those days that are harder. Right, she's not telling you all the good, good stuff. stuff. She's, she's venting stuff to she's me when she's, about. yes. He's not there, like that that rock that we are both blessed with. And so if you unfortunately didn't get that rock of a relationship, I'm sorry and I can't relate in that way. Yeah. And seriously. reach out to someone who maybe can relate to you in that yeah. way. Because Serious props to single moms. I mm-hmm. like even, and I'm not a single mom, but even when I'm home with the boys for three weeks at a time, it feels that way in some ways. But I also cannot imagine being a single mom, providing for your children financially yes. and in every other way. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about the financial part of it as much. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine having to worry about every single aspect of your life so serious I yeah same here to single moms you guys are amazing and everyone's story is totally different like I think during football season I'm a single mom air quotes you know (laughs) because it's like I see Cody on Sundays or what Mm -hmm. like he comes home every night which is different from Brooke's story because Brooke's husband doesn't come home for two to three weeks at a time but then on my and so it's like oh, man, I haven't seen Cody most of the week. But it's like, oh, I can't, like, you almost don't want to say that to someone like you or to a single mom, you know, because (laughs) it's like they are totally different. Everyone's story is totally different. Military wives, props to all of them out there with their husbands deployed, and they don't see him for years. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I always have to think, you know, somebody has it worse than I do. Yes, that's a good – Somebody always, somebody prays for your hard days. Like I think somebody would love to live the days that I have that are hard. Mm-hmm. You know, people battling diseases or sicknesses, illnesses, things like that. Like I need to look at my life differently and be grateful for the things that I have. And so for my only advice, if you maybe don't have a spouse that is or your rock, or maybe right now your relationship has changed so drastically dramatically I don't even know the word I'm trying to say but um is maybe read this book the five love languages Mm -hmm. because I'm hoping that's going to help my relationship just understand my spouse better so maybe that will help you understand how he's feeling or she's feeling within your new stage of life and maybe you just actually have to sit down and talk I know me and Cody used to be the worst communicators we were awful at communicating Almost until right before we had Lucy, we decided we needed to be better. Cody always says, okay, so I have a joke and it's kind of ridiculous. Like I can't, and this is just how we are, which some people would probably say this is really unhealthy, but I literally can't look at Cody in his face and tell him what's wrong. Like if I'm like, I mean, I can complain out loud. Like, oh my God, you didn't do the dishes again. I don't know. Something like that is petty. But if there's something really bothering me, which I build things up in my mind or in my head and everything, I have to text it to him. Like, it's the silliest thing. So maybe words of affirmation is not your love language. Probably not. I I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe. We're just communicating. We're just so bad at communicating. And Cody always says, you need to – now at this point, he says, you need to reach to reach out to me before you have to write it out in a novel. Like, that's always his thing. Yeah. Because I'll be like, the dishes have been piled up for every Sunday, and then this has happened, and then this has happened, and then this has happened, and then all these things are building up <laughs> into me. in my head. And so for me, it's like a world of things that he's been doing wrong. And for him, it's like nothing. Like he only yeah, didn't he take- realize that it doesn't that it bothers you. Yeah. And so I don't know. That's one thing for me. And I mean, I say that I don't feel like our relationship has changed since Lucy. I, I guess I say I feel like we're stronger now. But at the same time, we still have really bad days. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, when my family member reached out the on Monday, she reached out Monday, and then my friend with the podcast topic she reached out Wednesday that Sunday I literally screamed so loud at Cody and locked myself in the bathroom and just cried because I just needed that moment you know mm-hmm. and I mean I'm not saying like oh poor me like we just needed that like we needed that mm-hmm. we were silent for the rest of the day and we kind of just like left each other alone we've had days like that too I think everybody and I know? think but I mean you would never know that from my social media Mm-hmm. Or even a friend. I I never told Brooke this either. Yeah, like uh, this is my first time hearing about this. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think everyone. Yeah, I definitely um, Monday. I had a major meltdown, and I just felt so needed by everybody all day, and I just needed some time for myself. So I went in the bathroom and cried. And sometimes I just think you need a minute to just cry. Sometimes mm-hmm. like it is just you just need it. Sometimes yeah. you feel better after I cry every single time. I can talk. Yeah, you just feel better. I can just. Talk I think just, just a good say, cry. Yeah, and I just had to tell my husband everything. And I think that's something that women have that men just don't can't relate to. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell Cody, like, why can't you just talk to me? Why don't don't you ever want to cry? Don't you ever want to do anything? <laughs> yeah. And he looks at me like I'm stupid, and I'm like, okay, well, I can talk. Me and Brooke talk about this stuff all the time, and it's like, yeah, I just needed to cry yesterday. Uh-huh. But I I'm weird though because I've always been super emotional. I think maybe it has to do with hormones. I don't know, but. I cry at the happy times too. Mm-hmm. Like my husband had came home. Waylon was one year old. We were taking a trip to the Oregon coast and I just started bawling. And he's like, what is your deal? And I'm like, I'm so happy right now. Yeah, that's good though. <laughs> Who's it? Cody. Want to be part of our podcast? <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, so we've talked for a long time today. <laughs> but yeah, I think everyone just handles their relationships differently. And I hope, I hope we answered your question or gave you advice so that you're not alone when your relationship is changed post baby. And I don't know. Can you think of any other last minute advice? I think I've been really lucky because I have a lot of people around me, a lot of family members that offer to watch our kids so we can go do things. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that, I think it's so important to take time for you and your husband, even if it's a friend, like, hey, Sarah, will you watch Waylon and Watson for an hour Mm -hmm. so we can go on a date night and we'll watch Lucy for an hour so you guys can go have a date night. I've heard that's a big thing. Even even like, even if finances are tight, it's not going out to dinner. It's go for a drive or or drive, play a card game, do something that's free. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, play a game outside, like hang out, just listen to music together, cook dinner together. Or I know a lot of people will put their kids to bed earlier so that they do have those times at night. And even though, yeah, it doesn't seem like the date you used to have back in the Mm -hmm. day, 
but you have to think of it like this is our new kind of date is what Mm -hmm. I think. Like, yeah, we can't afford to go out to Applebee's. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of a basic restaurant anywhere Uh else. But maybe to go sit outside and have a glass of wine or whatever it is that you want to do or watch your favorite show. Like, that's what you have to think of as a new date. Mm-hmm. Not always going to another concert like everyone yeah. else is. or it's like celebrating birthdays used to be different for us. Like one year chance, excuse me, rented a room at the some expensive place in Boise. And we just had like so much fun. Went to a hockey game, went out to a nice restaurant. That is just not in the books for us right now. So yeah. I'm sure my birthday this year will be like so chill. Maybe a birthday cake and a movie. Like, yeah. you know, you just have to... You're just you. I think that's a good advice. Like that's a good one. I think would be our last advice is that you have to remember that things are totally different now. And you, you. I don't know if this is the right words, but you almost gave up that life you already had. Mm-hmm. Like, and in I would a way, ho- I in a way, it. yeah, you know. And I, I hope that you got to kind of experience that life as a couple. I mean, I know some people kind of accidentally get pregnant and they end up having kids sooner than they wanted to. And maybe they missed out on having those days where they got to go to Boise and spend the weekend or whatnot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We chose to wait and have kids after a couple years. And so we got to go to Dominican and have our years together. Mm -hmm. That now I feel like we are, we do know, like, this is the stage of life we're in now. Mm -hmm. So our birthday isn't going to be Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that it all started with you and your significant other, too. But reach out to your friends. Yeah. Try and get those date nights away mm-hmm. every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That was one friends. thing I told my my family member. I said, you're going to have all this family up this weekend. Yeah, it's your baby's birthday, but take advantage of all these babysitters you have. And that's what we always have yeah, to do yeah. whenever we have family visit. We make sure to take advantage of our babysitters. Mm-hmm. All right, we're running out of time, but thanks for listening. I hope we answered your question. Um, my friend who reached out to us. I'll leave you anonymous. I'm not going to say your name or anything, but thanks for tuning in to another episode. Sorry, we just get on a rant and we can't stop talking. <laughs> this is how we are every and day. <laughs> this is. We end up having being together for like three hours and we're like, oh, shoot. But I hope you enjoyed this and please reach out to me on social media for more topics because we really liked yeah, having something awesome. to talk about mm-hmm. and something that you guys want to listen to. So thanks for listening, guys.